0: Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Philippians chapter 1, verse number 6, in the King James it says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And also, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 25th chapter, verse number 4, and if you would allow me, I'm going to read to you uh, that from the King James Version, but also allow me to read it from the Amplified. Proverbs 25 and 4 says, take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. That same scripture in the Amplified reads somewhat differently. It says, take away the dross from the silver, and there comes out... The pure metal for a vessel for the silversmith to shape. Eternal God, we are grateful once again to be in your presence, for we know that in the presence of the Lord there is a fullness of joy. And so, right now, God, Lord, as we are attent to hearing what the Spirit of God has to say this morning through the Word of God, help us not just to be hearers but be doers of your word and lord if you would be so kind to lend me thine anointing that anointing that makes the reception of the word so much easier that anointing that will destroy every yoke and fetter that's the anointing i asked you to lend me on today and lord when hearts are lifted up souls lord are converted people that have repented of their sins and been baptized in your name. We will watch you fill them with heaven's Holy Ghost. And when it's done, we'll remember to give you the glory, the honor, and all of the praise Let everyone say in Jesus name. Before you're seated, please, sir, ma'am, indulge me to give you the amplified of Philippians one and six. And it says, I am convinced that And confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. I'd like to minister to you from this thought or work in progress. Eternal God, once again, as we look at the definition A work in progress. It's an unfinished project that is still being added to or developed. I know many of you have been in stores and places that uh, when it's all said and done, they're they're working on the building and they may have a sign posted, work in progress. What they're actually saying is, sir, ma'am, don't judge what you see here now. Because we're working on it. It's a work in progress. We're not quite finished. And, and I know I got me some builders and stuff. And, and you're around the house and you on your project. And, and you know, mama comes in and she's like, what in the world? Don't, don't judge them yet. <laughs> it's a work in progress. You, you know, may, may, maybe some of you sisters, you, you're, you, you got the house humming. I mean, fragrance is all over through what you're cooking. And you know we eat men for we have a tendency to walk in and want to look in the pot. And she says, "Oh, it's a work in progress. Can I just get a taste, a little something, something?" And and you you said, "No, nope, because it's not complete yet." If the truth be told, according to this definition of work in progress, we can all say. Somebody say, "All means all,", all, means all. and we all can say that we are literally a work in progress. For the most part, all of us are still working on ourselves to become the child of God we ought to be.
0: We're all working on
1: ourselves. I'm trying to keep this 100, (laughs) y'all. We we hadn't arrived yet. You ain't all of that and a bag of chips. Come on. We, we still got some things we're struggling with, some things that we're dealing with. So that's why I said we can all say, I'm a. All right. And so we can't afford to act as though we have arrived already. Uh, this message is definitely not the one of those messages that you can downplay. You know how we do it. <laughs> And you'll say something like, this message is not for me. <laughs> no, sir, no, ma'am. It's for that person that's sitting behind me. <laughs> it's for that person sitting next to me. And it might even be for that person sitting in front of me. This one is for all of us. So this is that message that all of us need to take in. It's not really about us. Exerting all of our human finite effort to being the best that we can be in living this Christian life. is not about you. It's not about me. But it's about seeing God's grace from start to finish. Mm-hmm. We're not just a work in progress, but we're God's work in progress. I thought I'd get me somebody to shout on that. See, you're not just a work in progress, but you belong to God. And God is working on you. You know the little church. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. He made the moon and the sun. Come on, now, that's the God I'm talking about. We are his project. We are the work that's being brought about. You see, God has not yet perfected us. Somebody say, this is all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. God has not perfected us yet. He has not yet finished with us. I dare you to look down your nose at folk. I I, I dare you to to look at somebody and judge them as though you are the judge. (laughs) Somebody need to hear this. There's only one God, and I am not he. You are not he. We got to get to the place where we realize he's not finished with us. He he's still molding. Come on, work with me now. I said he's still molding and shaping us to what he wants us to be. We are God's work in in the book of Jeremiah, and you can go back and read it, but it's about the 18th chapter of Jeremiah. And what we find here is God is speaking to Jeremiah, and he tells Jeremiah in this that I want you to go down to the potter's house where, where you'll hear my word. And, and when you go down to the potter's house, the Bible said when he arrived there, he looked, and the potter had some clay on the wheel. He was working that thing. He he was molding and he was shaping here a little there. And the Bible said that while it was in God's hand, it was marred. I've come to encourage somebody. You know you're not living like you know you need to, but you're still in God's hands. (laughs) Oh, glory be to God. You're still in God's hand. And the Bible said while it was yet in the potter's hand, while he was molding and shaping and crafting it, it became marred. You know how some of us do. You're supposed to be a Christian. They heard you say a couple of superlatives and you're supposed to be a Christian. They they saw you acting in a behavior unbecoming of a saint of God. And know what they say to you now? Man, he ain't real. She ain't real. Brothers and sisters, while that clay was in the potter's hand, the Bible said that it was marred. And you know what we do with stuff that below average, that we feel it doesn't Come up to where we are, we have a propensity to kick it to the curb. (laughs) I'm through. Lose my digits. We discard them. But what the Bible said is he took it and he made another. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The same Mark Clay. The potter said, Listen, you're a work in progress. Let me just start over again. Let me just mold and shape you into what I want you to be. And then he went on to to say, now, this is a parable to you, Israel. Can I do with what I want to with the clay? Because it's mine. I want somebody to let that resonate in your spirit. He knows right where you are. And trust me, sir, ma'am, he knows how to get your attention. How does he do it? That's the question for the ages. How does he know? And he knows all of my shortcomings." he knows all of my downfalls he knows but yet and still in God's infinite wisdom in this scenario as the potter he says Israel can I do with this clay as I choose to I can make it a vessel of honor if that's my choosing although you've discarded it you've counted it out you said it'll never amount to anything (laughs) what I say is I am To restore this piece of clay. I just want you to know when we, when we talk about this. We are a work in progress. And in particularly we are God's work in progress. By all means we're not called to be slack concerning spiritual matters. When it comes to kingdom building and kingdom business. We cannot afford to be slothful. We cannot afford to be a slacker. We're called to fully abide in Christ. Well, in John 15 and 7, he says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. We're called to stay focused on God, looking unto the author and finisher of our faith. We're called to pray always. And Luke 18 and 1 says, and he spake a parable unto them to this end. That men ought always to pray and not faint. I I think I need to just pause right there because I need me some full-time prayers. You know, the kind of prayers that will pray not only when things are bad, but when things are going good. And I know somebody said, well, now that's crazy. Why would I pray when things are going good? You want to keep on going good, don't you? <laughs> that's why you should pray when things are going good. Just as much as you pray when things go south. And you know what I'm talking about. Things don't go like you thought they should. And he spate a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray. And this latter part says, and not faint." and let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't faint. For in due season, I know I've got me some curious minds out there, and you might want to say, how do I know when my due season is? How you know when your due season is about to come upon you, and you're about to walk in over into it, is when everything that could go wrong does go wrong. It's when you walk in the job and they say well your service is not needed. It's when you go to the house and it's in disarray. It's when you go to put that card in the ATM (laughs) you know how it has this screen up there and it says sorry no money and let us not be weary and well don't faint the Bible said in due season. I'm trying to tell you how you know your due season is approaching because when all of these things happen, God is setting you up. God is saying, now, now will you praise me? Now will you give me glory? Now will you be faithful to your tithing? For in due season ye shall reap. Now we love that part right there. (laughs) But in order to reap a harvest, you got to do some plowing, (laughs) bruh. Since you got to pull up some of them weeds, you got to recognize that your due season is right around the corner. As we work out our soul salvation with fear and trembling, God, and this is in part in Philippians 2 and 13, God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He puts that will inside of you. It's down there, but but sometimes it's lying dormant. And I, I want that dormancy to cease today because he gives it both to will and watch his way for it to do. Faith is living. Faith is action. I don't know about you. I simply don't know about you, but I'm so glad. I am glad that I'm not just a project, but I'm God's project. That means he's specially working on me. God's not finished with me yet. Mm -mm. For when God gets through with me, I'll come forth as pure gold. Oh, I wish I had me somebody to realize that right there in Proverbs 25 and 4. And let me, if you would, go back and read to you that definition from the Amplified. It says to take away the dross from the silver. You see, that dross is something that's not going to work if you're going to be a Christian. Dross is that scum. It's that unusable part. So that's why he says to take away the dross. And there, once you take it away, there's this pure metal. I'm talking about some good stuff. That's why some of y'all be walking around with your bling being on and triple chains. Why? Because it went through the fire to cause the dross to be destroyed. Because it, it's, it's not fashionable to walk around with tarnished gold, <laughs> is it? <laughs> you're not, listen, you're making a fashion statement, but it's the wrong one. You want that gold or that silver that has been tried through the fire and has come forth as pure gold. Because, see, that's what happens. Uh, the dross is taken away, and then just pure metal comes forth. And it's a vessel for the silversmith. So again, shape. He can't shape you until you allow the dross to be removed. So, So when the dross is separated from the silver, and not before, it becomes this pliable substance that the finer may cast or work into what form he pleases. Am I pliable in the master's hands? God loves us too much. God loves us. Too much, T-O-O, much. To leave us as we are because our impure selves cannot reflect clearly all of who he is. And our fullest joy is realized in the glowing or growing, should I say, brilliance of our growth due to him in our lives. The refining process is high. Well, the fire that refines gold and silver is hot. The the process is one that's made up of heat. To refine gold or silver, heat must be applied. It must be applied to the force that the impurities come to the surface. See, some of us, we got some hidden stuff. (laughs) We we still got some draw. Somebody said, Pastor, I'm full with the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. you know how many people I know to save but not deliver? Everybody got some dross they need to hand up, and, and, and see this, he takes that dross and moves it away. It brings it to the surface. So now you can see it. See, some of us, we don't know what's down on the inside. And, and the Bible says that no man knows the heart is wicked and deceitful above all. So, so how can you sit there and say, well, you, I, I got a good heart. You sure do. In your eyes, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. You see, those impurities are what the Bible refers to as dross, which will corrupt or even lessen the value of the vessel. However, once the dross is removed, it causes the gold or the silver to become pliable, allowing the refiner to shape the vessel to be one of honor, one of beauty, and fit. Watch this now. Now you're fit for the Lord's use. God uses heat of trials and tribulations to refine us. We don't like it now. <laughs> we do not like going through our go-through. I said it once, but it's worth it you In order to get through, you got to Go through. And if you never go through anything, (laughs) if you never happen to have anything, you will never have a testimony because don't forget the root word of testimony is test. God's got some tests in store for you. Oh, 2020, I know somebody said, it's been a humdinger of a year and the end is not yet because some of y'all are looking at me and I'm looking back at y'all. There's some tests coming your way, some tests that when you stop and think about it, It'll put you in the mind, uh uh-oh, God is using the fire of this test, of this trial, of this tribulation to make me what I ought to have been. Some of you have been walking for Jesus for a long time. Some of you have been running this Christian race, as we say in modern day vernacular, for a minute. And guess what? You should have been a lot further. But when the test and the trials and the tribulation came, you checked out. That's why I know your strength. University is weak. But see, I got some good news for you. The Bible says, Let the weak say I'm strong. <laughs> Can I get me one person, one or two to declare today? I may be weak. But in God I'm strong. God uses again these three: the tests, the trials, the tribulations, to refine us, to show his reflection in us. It was asked of the refiner. How do you know? when it's ready Uh, because there was a vat and he's he's working and the heat is cranked up and and he sees the dross the scum the corruption coming up floating to the top and and he's bent over and he's just continues to stir he's stirring it seemed like he'd been stirring for hours somebody spectator watching him (laughs) excuse me sir i've got a question to ask you how do you know when it's ready? How do you know when the progress is complete? He replied, when I can see my reflection and likeness in that vessel." As I draw to a close, do you think he can see his reflection in your life? Are you reflecting the Savior? Years ago, Amy Grant wrote a song called In My Father's Eyes. Now, I don't want to go into the history of the song, but it wasn't what some thought but in our father's eyes he should be able to see proof positive that you are who you say you are and in my father's eyes there should be a reflection because at the end of the day I, I ask you this question and I need you to can he see his reflection can he see his image because how many you know we we're made in the image of God so does our character Does our attitude, does our lifestyle have a reflection of him? I need somebody to come to grips with this message today, a work in progress. Again, many of us have been in places, and I know myself, uh, yesterday we had a a workshop going on, and the technician that came, uh, Elder Green, uh, from charlotte dear brother wonderful man of god I, I he he mentioned to me he had a program and he said pastor uh, if you want to i can put it on another computer i said man yeah i'm thinking man he'll hit the one in the media and then the one in my wife's office and then last but not least he'll he'll come to mine, unbeknownst to me <laughs> them women been working lord they've been working i think they get together now on tuesdays and they come down here and they literally are working and I wasn't aware of it. I hadn't been upstairs. And as soon as I cut the light, on, <laughs> I said, brother, please, 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 please. Excuse our progress. Uh, there's work going on. There's work in progress. So, so please just step on over that and move this out the way, making my way to the office. What am I saying to you? When you have a work in progress, you don't want anybody to judge you before it's complete. Because, see, when it finally gets to that place where it's said and it's done. It's finished. You know how we like to do it. Man, come on over. Come over to the crib. I got something to show you. They're working on my man cave. Look at what you think about that. But if you went there before, it was tore up from the flora. In my closing, can it be said that when one asks the Lord about your life and they said, Lord, how do you know that he or she are ready that the completion of the project has come to an end? Would his reply be, I see my reflection. I see my likeness. I see my image in them.
0: Thank you, Father. I got to give you thanks. Because, Lord, everything that you have done, I didn't look at it now. I thank you, Lord, for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go, God, I got to give you praise. Because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city We have learned to forgive And with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you In the name of Jesus, we give you praise Amen